The Pinball Network is online. Launching. Just another pinball podcast. Hi, this is Joel Engelberth with Just Another Pinball Podcast, episode 23. 23, excited to once again have another chance to do a kind of an interview here. Um, have a fun guest. He's a fellow member on TPN, a fellow streamer, um, quite an impressive competitive player, and uh, just thought it would be worth kind of discussing a little bit of that. And um, yeah, Tom, feel free to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How's it going, everybody? I'm uh, Tom Graff. I'm a dentist. I live in Appleton, Wisconsin, and uh, I play a lot of pinball. Yeah, yeah. And you not only do you play it, you it's it, you've got quite an impressive collection. And then on top of that, it seems like you live really close to uh, District 82, which has a ridiculous collection. And you've it looks like you've undertaken the streaming that that District 82 has. So you it seems like you are as involved as you really can be with pinball. Yeah, I got in, I really got into streaming like a long time ago and I just kind of went in and out of it and never really found my niche. And, uh, Eric Thorne, who's the owner of uh, district 82 pinball, he, he opened it up and I had started, uh, with my friend, Eric Strangeway. Uh, we started the Fox cities pinball league here in, um, in Appleton. And, um, I started to, basically stream those league uh those leagues and once eric opened up i started streaming there and uh it just kept kept growing and growing and growing yeah that's awesome i i i respect the people that do tournament streaming a lot i know like obviously chuck work work does it and then um carl d'angelo does it and you do it and to me you know i started streaming uh, May of last year, and just one finding all, all the equipment, getting all the equipment. It's hard enough making, you know, uh, um, having a streaming setup that is connected to essentially your basement or contained to your house. But as soon as you are thinking portable or having to set up a streaming setup or rig that you could move from game to game or move from you know throughout the day and turn. I mean, it's just it's a whole nother level of complexity. Um, that is beyond what I think a lot of people realize uh, is there's it's way more involved than a lot of people realize. Yeah, it is. I mean, the nice thing about this hobby is there's a lot of people to bounce ideas off of. And people, I mean, honestly, have, have put stuff out there. So um, people like me could stream events. I mean, especially Carl D'Angelo. I mean, I would have never known how to uh, do some of the things I do, especially that the streaming rig that I have, um, he had posted that on tilt forums and, and basically a bunch of us just kind of copied it. Uh, mine's a little different cause I can uh, move it through doors and things like that. My, one of my friends in our league, Kurt Giffey, uh, he, he actually built this rig for me and he customized it so I can lower it and kind of spread it apart uh, depending on the game. So, you know, there's some ultra wide bodies like um, Paragon, for example, that it's kind of nice that you could 
kind of spread the 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 rig apart so that it'll fit certain games and my original idea was to just stream at people's houses but be able to move the rig around and the the problem is you know when this thing is seven eight feet high in the air uh, and it's almost touching somebody's ceiling uh, it's very hard to get it through a doorway so uh Kurt Kurt took that rig and uh, basically basically made it adaptable so that I could you know maneuver it through doorways and things like that which was That's really awesome. nice yeah yeah my my rig is based off of Carl's but it's all made out of wood because <laughs> it yeah. was cheaper and it was something I could do and it is yeah it is just one shape and uh, you learn a lot I mean there's definitely things that I would adjust or do differently but um, yeah I would I mean I know like. Jordan with Fliptronic, he did an amazing video like showing his entire setup. And I would love to see, you know, you do a video like that. Or I know Chrome Candy Pinball did a really cool video of his setup and Carl D'Angelo and just seeing how all these people, you know, like behind the scenes would be pretty slick. But like I said, you know, my setup is for my basement. Everything's wired. Everything's plugged in. Your setup, everything's wireless. Everything's mobile. I mean, it's it's just it's a completely different animal, (laughs) which is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's it's well, I mean it's not completely wireless, but it's it's uh you know, as far as the cameras go, they're wireless. But when I yeah. do it at home, of course, I I I do a lot of direct stuff, but at at District 82, uh that the wireless rig, it, it's awesome. I mean, just uh those wireless HDMIs, they uh they can go a, a good hundred feet or so, which is basically what you need at a location like that where there's so many games. Yeah, that's that's insane. And speaking of which, though, I know obviously with the last year tournament, you I mean you are a tournament player. You travel and you play in tournaments. Your rank, I don't know your rank, but it's up there. Uh, I'm assuming you know it. Yeah, <laughs> off I'm, the top of your head. Right now, I'm ranked fifty ninth, and that's wow. You know. It's weird because it's been changing during COVID. It'll it'll go yeah. up and down. It's like I'm not even they're not even recording anything. Yeah, but, I'm assuming Travis Murray is sixty. Like I'm just assuming he's. Uh, he's he's a, above one hundred. Nah. he's very close. Very close. But definitely below you. That's the key that we want to <laughs> make sure is is stated. But um, yeah. So you had a chance. So District eighty two actually had. A turn like you guys haven't had anything for for a year, and I know I saw that on Facebook, and there were a lot of people commuting to District eighty two because you guys actually had a tournament a few weeks back. Correct. Correct. Actually, we've uh, Eric's been doing leagues and tournaments. Uh, well, we shut down last March, and I want to say he started up back in May once we were allowed to go back. Now, I personally did not go back right away. Um, just, you know, I I had a lot of fears and, you know, my my job demands me, you know, obviously be healthy and I'm, I could potentially be around somebody with COVID. So that was, uh, that was a hard reality at first. Um, but... Uh, as as I saw, what he was doing was very similar to what I was doing in my office. He 
who was doing temperature checks and everybody had to wear masks. And uh, eventually, I think it was about August when I started going back there. Nice. Yeah, because that's just, I, I, I'm not a competitive player, but just, you know, I've, I have friends in the hobby that are, and you can tell, I mean, it is, there have been a lot of people itching, you know, just dying to play. And I think it's cool. Um, not only are you guys playing, but you guys have been streaming it. And uh, yeah, I just, that that stood out to me a few weeks back. And um, I know on, on Discord today, you actually mentioned you guys have another uh, pretty neat tournament coming up that, uh, yeah, feel free to to tell us what it's all about. So uh, the first one is Pinskins, and we originally did that uh, in, uh, I want to say around July. Um, I, d- I did go back for that. Eric had called me and basically said, hey, we want to do this this one-off tournament. It's going to involve, uh, well, myself, uh, Eric, and Luke Nahorniak and Jordan Sembro, who also does commentary with me on my stream. And the idea basically was to, uh, it was called Pinskins. And basically, each one of us, uh, we came up with objectives for um, basically pin golf. So we had 18 holes and... The the idea was, you know, take a game like Star Trek, uh, Stern Star Trek, Star Trek, excuse me. Uh, the objective was to get to Kobayashi Maru. So mm-hmm. you had to go through the six modes to get to Kobayashi and start it. And it's a ping golf format. So whoever could do it in the least amount of balls would uh, would be the victor on that particular game uh and basically what we did was each of us threw ten dollars at each game uh and so each game was worth forty dollars and we would we would play it out and if you won you got that you got forty dollars if if there was a tie or nobody did the objective the money would roll over to the next hole. So now the next hole is worth $80. And, nice. you know, it would keep rolling on if if nobody either got the objective or there was a tie. So it made, uh, it made for pretty interesting format. And uh, so this, this time around, um, I was, Travis was very interested in it and he, he, uh, I started talking to him about it, and I said, "Well, maybe we could we could do this together." And um, I asked, uh, we asked uh, Raymond Davidson and Colin McAlpine uh, to basically do it. So we're going to be putting that on uh, the Friday night uh, before. Eric has his big tournament, uh, which is called the Great Lakes Open, uh, the following day on Saturday. Awesome. How how do you pick? Are you playing with the same four people, all eighteen so, holes, or how do you how do you decide that? So I, well, I'm not going to play in this this one. I'm sorry. Uh, Luke Nahorniak is also going to play with these guys. I'm just going to stream it and announce. Nice. So uh, it'll give those guys an opportunity. 
It's going to be a little different because the first one was 18 holes. And because of time constraints, because we're going to do it on a Friday night, it's just going to be nine holes. Oh, so this is it just these four people? That's just four people playing? Correct. Nice. Okay. So this is more of a, uh, yeah, come watch that. That'll actually, because those are four fantastic, well, three and Travis. So it'll be, (laughs) that's really cool. That's really cool that uh, that would be really entertaining to watch for sure. Um, uh, absolutely. I think, yeah. uh, and, and Travis is a great player. I mean, he's won, uh, <laughs> he's won, uh, two Oklahoma state championships. So, uh, he's, yeah. yeah, he's, uh, and he's a little bit newer to the tournament scene and, and, uh, yeah, he's, he'll, he'll hold his own, but, uh, no, that'll be really, that'll be really great. And then, but then rolling into Saturday though, that is, that's open to everybody. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, yeah. And how many people would you guess, or do you have a cap on how many people will be in that tournament? Uh, right now, the cap is 95, and I want to say there's well over 50 people signed up. And nice. there's what's what's yep. the format of that? So there's two tournaments. Uh, it start the first tournament starts at 9 a.m. and it's a uh, classics match play tournament. So uh, it's 12 rounds. And all the games are early solid states EMs. Okay. And uh, basically uh, you're put into groups and uh, you play the 12 rounds and the person with the most points at the end will win that tournament. And then the second tournament is a target match play. And the difference with that is there's a set target score uh, which is set at 30 points and it, that will continue until somebody reaches 30 points and the scoring is uh, three two one zero so groups of four and if if somebody could win 10 rounds uh, they they would be the victor basically so um, but you have to reach that 30 points to win the uh, the tournament it the same it's not the same four people throughout that whole no 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 no. so basically it's a swiss style uh they call it a swiss style because as as the tournament goes on the people with the most points are going to play each other so the higher you are you're going to face people with with the same amount of points basically sure that's awesome now see Competitive pinball to me is just, it's, it's like, it's, it's a foreign concept. Like it's familiar, but I, I've just never played it. And the, what I've realized, so like anytime that I get a new game, I feel like I always hate them <laughs> because <laughs> anytime I start playing a new game, you never hit the shots. Like you miss everything and you're breaking everything. And it's just, or maybe that's just me, but it's just like, man, this game, you know, you watch somebody stream it. And they're just comboing everything. And then you you step up to a game, and I don't I don't care any any modern Stern that I've played in the last year. I step up to it, and I'm just breaking everything. I'm like, man, this game is rough. I mean, honestly, and then it takes I takes me a while. Yeah, but you you find the shots, and and then you feel great. But what I don't understand with competitive players, like you guys are stepping up to games. I mean. Now you have a home court advantage, right? Like District 82, you know all the games there. But if somebody's coming in from out of town, how much time do they have actually on a machine before it counts? Or like, 
So, you know. uh, normally there's about an hour warm up before a tournament. Um, and it just depends on what type of tournament you're, you're in. So at district 82, uh, you're allowed, uh, that, that first hour before the tournament starts to really check out all the games. There's 104 games there right now. It's virtually impossible to learn every game in, in that amount of time. Yeah. Um, other some other tournaments will have where you can just kind of pre-practice beforehand, like you get like thirty seconds to warm up on a tournament, uh, but that's not the case here. Uh, yeah. So it just it just depends on the tournament format, what the tournament director uh, wants. Because that's the one thing that I feel like. I mean, obviously, high-end players they have a solid rule knowledge. So they know how to exploit or like make the most out of every shot. They're Absolutely. accurate players. They're accurate players, but they also like, I just feel like they must, like I was listening to Raymond's, what is it? It's like ride or die or die. it's something like that, but it's his. Oh his, uh, yeah. Do or his do or, do die, or die podcast. Yeah. Ride or die. Yeah. Do or die. But it's like he, he did. It was your, it was the district 82 tournament. He said yep. he played a game and he's like, I never heard of this game. I never played this game. And boom, stepped up to it and thought, let me give this a shot. And it's like just that idea of being able to adapt, find your shots like immediately, that that just blows me away. Like that's what I that's what I think separates, you know, the men for the boys basically is being able to just step up to any game and you know, they brick a shot one time, they're not gonna do it again. They 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 learn from that and they're gonna be able to step out at ball two and hit that shot. I, I just it it's so impressive to me. Yeah, it's amazing. You watch, you know, the players that are, say, in the top 25 in the world, and it amazes me how really good they are. Um, I I wish I could be at that level, but that's just another tier that, you know, I'm, I'm looking to get into, but it's a really hard tier to get in, uh, get into that, uh, playability basically sure and i think every game too like like i owned a taxi or had a taxi for a while and i love taxi taxi is an amazing game but um taxi you know you lock the ball in the right scoop but all you have to do to start multi-ball is you lock a ball in the right scoop and then you hit the left ramp that's it that's all you have to do but i remember watching it was some tournament that was being streamed and it was clear that the game had been played long enough that you could no longer backhand the left ramp yep and you could barely even forehand the left ramp and watching these players see that like the only way you can get that ball even forehand up the left ramp is it has to be a clean shot otherwise the ball's literally coming right back down the middle and that just blew me away that these players (laughs) are like if i can hit this one shot i'll be safe but it's the most dangerous shot on the board right now and do you take it or do you just try to stay in single ball mode? Like that's insane. That's insane to me that, I mean, that is a super common shot that should be easily achievable, but not at that moment. You know, I just, yep. I don't know. Blows me away. I do you have any, I mean, do you have any uh, random story like that, you know, of like a game where you've been in tournament and, and this shot, you should have hit it, but it was just impossible. I don't know if that just pops into your head. Taxi's a really good example. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, 
you know, you get you get to a point where you you kind of learn. Okay, you'll be sitting there and you're like, okay, I got to make this shot, and you you try to hit it and you're like, I can't hit it, and you try a couple times. It's like, okay, I'm not hitting this shot. Let's try something different, you know. And and taxi's a good example to where. Uh, if the flippers are weak on the game or it's been played so much and you can't hit that left left ramp, uh, you just have to start thinking of different strategies to either try to get that ball up the ramp. Now, maybe you can't do it from a trap. Uh, you know, maybe you got to get the ball moving so it you can hit it. But uh, taxi's a hard example. Um yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's so many times where I've run into situations where it's like, I, I just can't hit the shot for whatever reason. And you just have to adapt. Yeah. And that's, that, that's key. I know that, that it's like, you can't go into one game with one strategy. You've got to be able to adapt based on what ball you're on, what shots you can and cannot hit. And I also think of like recently, like I've owned a Guardians, I've owned a Metallica, I've owned a World Cup Soccer. Like they all have shots that you have to hit a scoop at a critical <laughs> time. And that scoop is something you should be able to hit. It's it's close to the flipper though. And if you miss, the ball's going who knows where. But it's like in those moments where it's like I have to hit that scoop to cash out Metallica or start cranking up. Or I have to hit that scoop to change my mode in Guardians. Or I have to hit that scoop in World Cup Soccer to get into my multi-ball. Like those are the moments where I don't know that that's, what's really fun watching people stream because it's like, I know this shot I've been in their shoes. It's an easy shot. They're going to feel bad if they miss it, but this is the toughest shot on the board right now because they have to hit it. There's, um, there's a lot of times I'll, I'll give you an example. When I went to nationals, um, I was playing, I believe Kevin stone and uh, it was it was a game of a Metallica, and all I needed was you know about two million points, and I had extra ball lit, and extra ball is I, th- I believe two point five million, uh, when the scoop is lit, and it's like great, all I got to do is hit the shot, and y- y- you know you change your mindset to now I have to hit this shot you forget about every every other thing on yeah. the play field and uh unfortunately i was forcing myself to hit that shot and i couldn't hit it yeah. um but you you find your i i find sometimes the toughest situations are not like okay he's got 30 million i i just got to play the game to where it's like oh i just need 50,000 points you yeah. know, how am I going to achieve that? And it's like your your brain starts playing tricks on you. And uh, a lot of times, you know, the nerves kind of get you and you, you just, you, you fail. Yeah, no. And it's funny to like streaming. Uh, so I found streaming, there are plenty of times when you, when I myself am in like a high pressure situation, you know, you're, you're working your way through a game let's say stranger things and you get to a point where it's like boom all i need is one left ramp and i'm in total annihilation or or total isolation or you could be like 
and that now all of a sudden this shot that you've been able to backhand the entire night is <laughs> impossible. Yep. Or you're like, or it's absurd where you're like, I really want another uh, extra ball. So I need to hit the burn it back shot like 15 times. You're like, yeah, that's not going to work. Well, you hit it 15 times, but then you have to hit the one shot to actually collect it. And that's impossible. Yep. And it's, uh, I get it. Cause when you hit those shots, what a great feeling, but this is just me streaming in front of some people. Like I just want to hit it to continue playing and not embarrass myself, but to actually be in a competition, you miss it. You're out or you miss it. And then there's money on the table. I mean, it's part of me really thinks I would enjoy it, but I'm also very intimidated by the skill level (laughs) that a lot of other people have. Yeah. Um, I guess you just can't think that way. You just got to play your game. Uh, Yeah. You know, obviously in a high pressure situation, you know, if you're you're at Pinburg and, you know, there's ten thousand fifteen thousand dollars on the line, well that's that's different, I guess. But yeah. you know, I yeah it, it, it you're right. I mean it, there's that pressure. There's a lot of pressure when you're when you're in the playoffs and you know, you've you've worked to this point and then all of a sudden this one game's riding on everything. Yeah. And I, and I think that's funny. The more that I've watched people stream, you know, you have such different characters in in some of these high level players, some that are very animated others, you know, what Eric Stone, he's like yelling at the game and jumping (laughs) all around. And, and then you have Keith who looks so calm and just chill. And even Travis, I remember I was watching a stream with him and the announcers were like, I feel like Travis, like he was still new in the game. It's like, I feel like he's not, awake enough or like they made a comment about he seemed too relaxed which I thought was really funny so I don't know I all I can say is I respect the heck out of competitive players I do find it really entertaining maybe one day I'll I'll dive into that um, but I will say you know as somebody who has no competitive experience what you're doing at District 82 I've watched some of those streams incredibly entertaining and I think there's there's a lot of want and desire and need for competitive pinball again so i think it's awesome that you guys are starting back up and you're doing it in a safe manner so i'm i'm excited to uh to see what what really you put out there in the next coming weeks thanks yeah i i love doing those streams i mean it it brings a lot of joy to me and i know if if people keep watching them i'll keep doing it so um. sure that's great well speaking of streaming so i know like I think it's impressive because you look at some of the other people that actually stream pinball and you have Carl D'Angelo, you have yourself, you have Nick Lane, Kevin Manning, um, you know, all high end competitive pinball players. But like, uh, isn't it like Marty out in, in Australia, like high end competitive players, but yet they're streaming and they're streaming for wizard modes. Like how, when you're playing at home, like that's always been my fear with um with competitive play. Like I ne- I would never want to like lose the love of the of the game. Like I don't want to lose the pursuit of the wizard mode and the modes and like like Raymond, obviously Raymond, number one pinball player, but also streams. Like how hard is it to change that mentality of like I'm home, let's dive into this game as deep as possible, versus like I need to find the way to blow up this game with jackpot. Like, is that a mental thing you just click on or off or, or how, how do you Uh, find you play the games differently? uh, Not really. I mean, honestly, when I set up my game, when I'm, when I'm in full tournament mode, 
the extra balls are going off. Uh, mm-hmm. The ball saves are going off. Uh, the outlanes are made sure they're wide open. Thing, things like that. So at that point, I'm not really thinking about wizard modes. I'm just thinking about how how do I score points on this game while trying to survive brutality. And, yeah. and a lot of times it's just hitting safe shots that'll score a lot of points, you know, or getting into modes and multi-balls, you know, that that's at least how I think, um, you know, but I, a lot of times when I get a game for the first time, I'm not thinking about that stuff. I'm thinking about how do I play this game and I want to try to get to the wizard mode. So I'm going to keep those extra balls on and I'm going to, you know, try to just work through the game so I can get to that wizard mode. Sure. So let's talk about that. And you, sure. you just recently got both a guns and roses and a Led Zeppelin LE. So mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin, right? Like, yeah. are you still that you've only had that? What a few weeks? Are you still in the pursuit of the wizard mode, or have you already tried to adapt that game and try to? I mean, are you already looking at the game of how do I exploit it? Or if I was in a tournament tomorrow with this game, how would I attack it? Or uh, like, little, where's your head at right yeah, now with Led Zeppelin? A little bit of both. Um, I still haven't got to the final wizard mode. I've, I think I've pretty much done everything else on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't gotten to that final mode, so I'm still still kind of playing that. Eventually, you know, with some games, if if I don't get to the wizard mode, I I uh, I will eventually just give up on it, and I might go back to it at some point. But like like Iron Maiden, I have never gotten to run to the hills. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the other day I was playing it, and I I actually never beat the beast before, and I I just did that uh, the other day. So nice. and and that was with no extra balls, um, which I mean it felt pretty good, but um, I yeah, it's just one of those things where I I don't I don't think about it I guess too much like. If I, if I don't get to a wizard mode, to me, it's not the end of the world. Um, but I, on occasion, I do try to really get the highest score I can possibly get. That's why yeah. I don't understand, you know, I, I I hate to say it, but, you know, I do listen to Canada. I think he's, yeah. he's you know, I mean, he's entertaining. Sure. And, uh, you know, he... He was talking about a, a, a games being more ob- objective and why do people go for scores? And I'm thinking in my head, well, you know, pinball is based on scoring. You know, I, if you look at the infancy of pinball in an EM game, it's all about scoring. You know, mm-hmm. and as as you go through <laughs> through all these games, they're about scoring. So. Um, I guess that's just my mentality. It's, yeah, I want to get to the end of the game, but I also want to know how to put up the biggest score I can possibly get. Yeah. And I'm seeing the more competitive players I talk to, like you can have both. And I think there are some games that are better at it than others. I mean, you look at Carl and what he's streaming right now. Like there are with Guns N' Roses, (laughs) like he's, 
trying to find or even avengers like he was pursuing avengers not trying to get all the way to the final wizard mode it's like what's the best combination of of affinity stones to get just to just blow it up and then the same thing with guns and roses like what patches do i need to blow it up but at the same time then he can play the game to just blow through it you know let me show you all the wizard modes so I, i i love it now that games are being coded in a way where i think they are trying to you know, accommodate for competitive players, but also co- accommodate for home owners yes. who want to see depth in a in a game. Yeah, I th- I think I think everybody's doing a really good job of making it uh, obtainable for beginners to play and uh, up to intermediate, so that people like Carl that you know they can get to wizard modes on every game. I mean, Carl, Carl's in a class of his own. I mean, yeah. he's, yeah. he's amazing. I love watching Carl. I mean, he just, he crushes all these games and I'm just amazed. Like I could, I, I don't think I could ever get to the, uh, wizard mode on, uh, on wizard of Oz, but yeah. you know, Carl's done that. And that, that stuff's just amazing. That amazes me. So uh, I got to ask, so TNA, I own a TNA. I love TNA. How far have you gotten with TNA? I think I've gotten to reactor seven. Reactor seven. So I, I think it's funny. Furthest I've got is reactor five, one shot away from starting six. I know like George, don't panic flip just the other night, like got all the way to nine, just lit it. And then there's people that have hopped into my chat. Um, I forget. I really feel bad. There's a guy that has a, he put out a, a a video on Facebook where he was speed running TNA. Like he's beaten TNA so many times that now he's trying to do it as fast as possible. Wow. And, uh, and which is insane to me. And I know there's people like Skip Natty who have beat it, you know, beaten it multiple times. And just that, that skill range is, is just absurd. Um, but I don't know. TNA to me is like one game that I, I like comparing because it's a very achievable or like understandable, like it's very easy to understand how to, how to play that game. But um, yeah, I don't, what, maybe this, like, what would you say in the last month when you go down to your game room, is there a game that you just keep getting drawn to or what, what would you feel are probably your top three played games maybe well, over the last month and then maybe over the last six months? You sure. Know? So, I mean, right now it would definitely be guns and roses uh Avengers of Infinity Quest and Led uh Led Zeppelin LE just cuz they're mm-hmm. the, the newest games. Um but I one of my favorite games is Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, I okay. I tend to I tend to play that one a lot and also uh Jurassic Park and Iron Maiden. I, so, I I'm definitely a Keith Elwin fanboy, that's for sure. Sure. And I see that with a lot of the competitive players that, that love, I've never had a Jurassic park, but I, man, I watched the heck out of it when people were doing stuff for pin clash and seeing the different ways you can play that game. Um, and then I know I see the same thing with maiden. And then I, when I had Avengers, I mean, man, the, the different ways to attack that game are incredible, but I'm not gonna lie. You said guardians is one of your favorite games. Yep. I've owned a guardians. So what, what is it about guardians that, yeah, what is it? What I'm not saying that in a negative way, but what is it that that keeps pulling you in? I I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, I like the theme, even though technically they don't have the voices and uh, the original yeah. voices. But 
Um, I don't know. I just like how the game is is laid out. I mean, it has it has a very similar layout to Metallica, but I just like the way you know it. It's it's simple but deep. Is is I guess the best way I can put it. So I like sure. I like the eight modes that are in it. Uh, and if you do four of the modes, you get to the mini wizard mode, which is yeah, cherry, cherry bomb. bomb. Yeah. And I six ball, multi-ball. It's yep, awesome. Yep. And try to try to get that super into Groot's mouth while it's going up and down while you have six yep. balls flying around, you know, it's, it's, it's enjoyable to me. And uh, to me, the wizard mode on that game is pretty obtainable, at least for me. So I can sure. get to, get to save Xandar and um, you know, it just, it, it's just one of those games where it's like, man, just this game just feels good to me. I, I it's the best fun. way I can explain. Yeah. No, it's fun to shoot. And I know there's a lot of comparisons to Metallica, but as I've owned Metallica and man, the code, it could not be more different. Between oh, Metallica absolutely. And, and, and guardian. So with that in mind though, if you had to only keep one, which which one would you keep between Metallica and Guardians? Honestly, I'd probably keep Guardians. Yeah, that's fair. Even I, though I, I would, really I love too, Metallica, yeah. I would I would still keep Guardians. Well, let me ask you this. So Metallica, sure. I own Metallica for a few weeks, which I think is comical. I, I, I just, I got the game and then somebody almost immediately offered me a trade for Deadpool that I ended up taking. And uh, at the end of the day, my view on Metallica is it shoots great, the awesome toys, awesome multi-balls, but the entire game is risk-reward. The entire game is risk-reward. You know, do you want to fill out lanes? How quickly do you want to get to crank it up? How long do you want to play crank it up before you cash out? How much do you want to push everything? It's all just constant risk-reward. In my opinion, I've only spent a tiny bit of time on Guns N' Roses. I feel like Guns N' Roses is a very similar thing. It's very much risk reward. Do you you agree with that? Oh yeah. Do you feel definitely? Do you feel like like, like, do you feel like Guns N' Roses maybe this is a strong statement, do you but do you feel like they've gone even further with that? Or like in a in a if you're looking at a music pin that's based on risk reward, which do you feel like Guns N' Roses is potentially doing that better or has more to offer? I, I'm not trying to lead you with that. It's no, just, yeah, I mean, there? I think there's definitely some more risk reward with Guns N' Roses just because, you know, you want to stay in those songs to build up your jackpot value. I mean, it's kind of similar to Crank It Up, but in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. There's so much risk reward in that game uh even even just doing those booster multi-balls it's it's like it's, if you keep it alive and and really build up your jackpot values it's it's that that's why i think the guns and roses is so addictive it's just it is that risk reward sure and when you hit that final encore jackpot and and in a song it's like the best feeling in the world (laughs) (laughs) you're like yes you know i did it (laughs) yeah i i know when i had metallica when you would cash out when you'd leave crank it out uh, with a two times multiplier Uh uh-huh i mean what a great feeling but i've seen that on stream with guns and roses and and the other comparison i'm i i don't want this to be an unfair comparison but i know metallica 
you know, you have a handful of songs, but the songs are essentially just in the background. But Guns N' Roses, you have 21 songs. They're all lit completely different. They're all a completely different experience. Um, and then on top of that, I, I do think one big glaring difference, though, is I know I've heard in interviews like Lyman, when he codes a game, he's all about putting the points. All the points are in single ball play. Yeah. Well, Guns N' Roses is the complete opposite. I mean, it's you're in multi-ball all the time. <laughs> so is that, do you enjoy that? Or is that something that like, and I know the fact that you can't cradle up in a, you know, has it, have you, do you have to play Guns N' Roses in a completely different manner because you, you can't be so, I don't know, strategic with your individual shots because you can't cradle up? Or... Yeah, there's, there's some of that's true. I mean, there are ways, I mean, you can trap up, you just can't do mm-hmm. it for a long period of time. Like you normally would, you know, if let's say I'm playing Spider-Man, I would, you know, trap the balls up and, you know, hit, hit shots. Um, but during multi-ball, but in, in that game, I mean, you can, you can trap up. You just don't want to do it for, long periods of time because it'll bring your meter rocket meter down uh there is a there is a little trick around that uh there's two um there's uh what do you call those patches there's two patches there's the poster and the t-shirt which will decrease the decay of of your meter so you can trap up a little more by using those Uh, nice yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, when the game first came out and I saw it, I was kind of like, I don't know if I like that, but then when I played it, I'm like, okay, I get, I get what they're doing here, you know? Um, it, and no, it doesn't bother me at all that I gotta, you know, keep the balls moving around. Cause there's, I mean, technically most of the time you're in a six ball multi ball anyways, um, and, you know, eventually those balls drain out and you're down to, you know, one or two balls. Uh, but there are ways to, you know, you can also, if you have the LE, you can put the ball up into the, uh, the lock for the, uh, power cord. And that's, yeah. that's a way to kind of trap a ball and kind of now you can rust you know kind of thing and just play one ball but uh yeah it doesn't that doesn't bother me at all to be honest Interesting. all right well what about this then what about this uh i know there's a, so much comparison right now with with guns and roses and led zeppelin sure and trying to compare the two games you know both great bands both brand new both great light shows but wh- what would you say I mean, when you compare the two, maybe maybe what is it that you like bo- best about both, or what do you feel is the the biggest difference? Um, I, I'm not going to make you say which one do you like better because that's, oh, that's not fair. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I I mean, they they both have really good flow. To be honest, um, I give a little bit more flow maybe to to Led Zeppelin, obviously, but mm-hmm. there is there is some stop and go there too because you have the scoops. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like them both to be honest. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, uh, 
Like I've I've had Led Zeppelin in my possession for like two weeks now. Okay. And I would say my experience with it, first off, it's way harder to shoot than people were saying. <laughs> I was expecting people like I just thought the way people were describing it made it seem like you couldn't miss. And maybe uh, maybe it's just me because I was missing left and so right. So you, you have a pro, right? I have a pro. Yep. Yeah. And now that I'm finally finding my shots, what I realize is what's unique about this game is the shots are the, the shots are changing on by the, by where you're at in the song. And so if you trap up, the song it doesn't stop. The song's not waiting on you to hit the shot. You right. know, like the song's still going. So it's if I'm streaming and I'm trying to read chat, like my song's still going. If I'm if I'm trying to like so I almost feel this this like antsiness and I realize yep. Guns N' Roses is the same way. Like it's going like you don't slow down, keep playing the song. But because of that, if you don't, it, it almost encourages you to just get into the song and rock out and just enjoy it and feel the shots because the shots are timed with different moments of the song. I mean, it's it. I feel like there's a lot of music pins out there that just have music playing in a pinball machine, but right. I feel like Guns N' Roses and Led Zeppelin, you are legitimate. Like you are playing the song. And uh, I agree with I that a hundred percent. I mean, you look at a game like Metallica or ACDC and yeah, there's just basically a song playing in the background, but you know, basically saying what you were saying, they, you know, Guns N' Roses, Led Zeppelin, you, it's just constantly going. The shots are changing and you're, you're, you're physically playing that song. I mean, it, yeah. you know, unless, unless you experience it, you, you, it's hard, it's hard to describe, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's where streaming is, is hard. Cause I think so many people are streaming with the volume turned down because of D- DMCA and all that. And it's yeah. just like, no, like you really need to, I don't know. I think there are people that have written off Led Zeppelin. And I think it's like, man, at the end of the day, if you just want a, if you just want to enjoy Led Zeppelin and you just get a, get a chance to be shooting, shooting shots while you're doing it. Like it is, I don't know. It's a lot more fun than I originally expected it to be. And it's, and I realized it's just a completely different play style than any other music pin I've played. You know, you can take like Nick Lane with Buffalo pinball. He had collective soul put on his Metallica. So instead of Metallica <laughs> music, he has collective soul music. You know, Zach Minnie just said that the Iron Maiden that he got from Travis has like hip hop and R&B in it instead yeah. of Iron Maiden. There's, you could not do that with Guns N' Roses or Led Zeppelin. Like you can't change the music. That it would just, it would not make sense. The shots and everything would, none of that would make sense, which I think is pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, those... Uh, like you said, you're you're basically playing a song. I mean, yeah. I think a communication breakdown. You know, you're. I I love how some of the songs in Led Zeppelin, you get into the solo part of it, and it's like yeah. hit the ramp, hit that center ramp, and just. I mean, it just feels wailing so good. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just wailing on that ramp. Boom, boom, boom. And then yeah. you get so mad at yourself for missing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or I think another thing it does extremely well is when you drain, the song's still going. So it's like the moment you drain, instead of taking a breath or taking a breather and talking to chat or like cursing yourself, it doesn't (laughs) know. You're like, I want to get back. Like you want to get back into the game. You want to get back into the song. 
And uh, because of that, I feel like my ball time is, is actually really short because I'm just constantly trying to get back into the song when I drain and all of a sudden there goes three balls and you're like, man, like you just get really caught up into it. So, well, and um, it gets, it becomes important to get those records too. Yeah. Uh, Cause it means so much to get to the, uh, the mini wizard mode, which is the mothership multi-ball and the, the, the other two main wizard modes. Yeah, no, I, I'm not there yet. I'm not You'll there get yet. There. I'm, You'll get I'm there. enjoying, yeah, I am enjoying like, it is funny to me, like Avengers, when you play Avengers, like you got to be awake, you got to be mentally prepared to think about what you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it. Led Zeppelin, I don't like, you can just, en- you can just enjoy it. Like you can just, yeah, yeah, you know, strap you can kind of like veg out to the music, yeah. crank yeah. it up. And at the end, it like, it's funny because people are like, well, what's, what's the goal in this mode? Well, you hit the flashing shot and people, oh, 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 that's hilarious. No, really. No, in Led Zeppelin, <laughs> you hit the flashing shot because the shots are moving based on where you're at in the game. Yep. And sure, there are, you can do stuff with the tour or as Travis would say, the tur, the tur <laughs> modes. But I mean, it's important because that can bring in a multi-ball and you could continue the song further. But really, it's just like, just just dive in and just follow the flashing shots and enjoy the song. Um I don't know. It's really cool. There's obviously more strategy to it. And I know Tim or Ray Day could like geek out on all the, all the multipliers and everything else that's going on in the background. I think it's really cool. You know, you have a verse and then all of a sudden it, it changes to another verse or the chorus and all the shots change and you'll get a cue. Basically the, the lights will start flashing white Mm -hmm. that it's going to change to those shots. I mean, it's it's pretty cool in, in my it's, opinion. It's very well done. It's just, it's just different than anything else. I agree. I think that's something, and maybe that's something to do a, real quick, is kind of like you've, I think you've played like every every game that's come out in the last two years is what it seems like. I've, and, I've and, probably and, owned every Stern at some point, with the exception of Munsters. I never owned Munsters. That's fair. So let's let's maybe do that. Let's... uh. First off, I have one real quick question before we dive into it. Yeah, sure. When people, when non-pinball people come into your collection, I'm looking at the list of your collection. Are there, are, is there a game or maybe three games that like, that's what they're drawn to? Like what, what games in your collection do the non-pinball people hop into? Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, normally Rick and Morty. <laughs> nice. Um, which I, 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 I really like that game. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think it just depends on, you know, people gravitate to the themes they, they like. Sure. You know, uh, and that's kind of how I was when I first got into the hobby. I wanted to own themes that I really liked. And yeah. And because, I mean, you've got Twilight Zone, Adam's Family, Attack from Mars, Medieval Madness. You've got a Wonka. Yeah, I I own a, I own an Indy 500. I've never watched an a, a, an Indy 500 race in my life, <laughs> you know. But yeah, but I love the game. I love the game. Nice. So of those games, I mean, I think of that. Like I think of those games: Attack from Mars, Medieval Madness, Twilight Zone, Adams Family, Wonka, and then Guns and Roses. Like these are the games that are extremely good at pulling in non pinball people and then like stranger things don't you own i thought you owned like the premium i mean that, did, no i have the not? pro own, okay I, yeah but you're saying of all those games i mean rick and morty those are the like that's the game that's pulling people in the most right now 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't really had a lot of people over since with the well, COVID yeah. thing, you know. But, yeah. Um, most people, yeah, they they want to gravitate towards a lot of people gravitate towards the newer games more more so than the older games. Sure. I I, I kind of find. But, well, let's do this. Let's do sure. it because you got a great collection. So, I want like a one minute review. One minute review or just your opinion, or maybe you can address it as why is this game still in your collection? Okay. Let's just, let's just knock it out. Let's go through your list here. So we'll start with Deadpool pro. What is your, like, what is it about Deadpool pro? I love that. There's so much to do on that game. Uh, I mean, there, you know, you gotta defeat the, uh, the villains and then Mm -hmm. Mexu multi-ball and, and disco multi-ball and, Mm-hmm. There's just so many things to do. It, it's and it's it's honestly not that hard of a game once you you learn how to play it. Yep. And man, the katana lock though that shot. I oh that I've is only an awesome owned, shot. I've only owned Deadpool for a few weeks, and boy, it's it. I don't think it's gonna get old. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's so great hitting that shot. So okay, so that was Deadpool. So Jurassic Park Pro. Uh. Again, there's just so much to do. I like, I I like the dinosaur theme. Uh, like I said, I'm a I'm a Keith Elwin nut now, so I I I really enjoy the the depth of that game. And sure, it there is not really any games that are like that particular game. I mean, the rule set is just so so different compared yeah. to other games so what about maiden then you got a maiden pro yeah um i you know again depth i i, I think that'll be some of the 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 theme here is i i like the deeper games with a lot of stuff yeah. to do because you, you know? can actually see it yeah <laughs> you're you good know, enough that, for it that was another thing i mean i i do appreciate iron maiden music but it it was it was not a a band I would be like, God, I hope they make an Iron Maiden, you know. Sure. Um, you know, if they made a Rush pinball, I'd be lining up, you know, yeah. to get the LE in about five seconds. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Iron Maiden, uh, I like uh, has four flippers. Uh, again, just just the depth of it is yeah, unique layout too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, you've already expressed your love for guardians. Yeah. So I understand that <laughs> Iron Man brutal game, brutal. brutal game, great, great tournament game. Uh, you know, not, not a deep game, but, uh, yeah, it's, that's a great word. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> All right. So Batman 66. Batman 66 is not currently in my house. It's at my office right now. And I haven't played that one that much lately. Um, that right. that could be one that uh, might be getting the axe soon. But and why is that? What? It, why, why doesn't it? Because it's got depth. Yeah, it's got a lot of depth. Um, I think it's, I think it's some, some of it is a shot layout and uh, I, it just, um, uh, it just doesn't do it for me that much, I guess. Fair. Yeah. Everyone that's totally fair. 
I know. I think it was Raymond. When I interviewed Raymond, though, I asked him if you could pop in one game. And I'm pretty sure he's like that he owns back in Washington. I think he said Batman. Yeah. was the one he. Yeah. So everybody's yeah. different. That's fair. Yep. Um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Pro. Very uh, different than the premium. Uh, same as Iron Man. Brutal game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you can keep the ball alive, uh, you, you can uh, get very far in that game. Um, I like that game just for the uniqueness of the layout because there's not uh, really anything like it. Um, But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a game I necessarily want to play in a tournament though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's so brutal. Yeah. I, uh, I, that's a game I'd love to own for a few months just to give it a shot because man, every time I play it on location, I just feel like I'm giving it money and getting nothing in return. Yeah. Um, and it's a game. Definitely. I, I think Dwight Sullivan did a good job in proving the code on it. Um, yeah. you know, it was, it was a lot harder and it's kind of nice how the modes will advance. Uh, if you, if you lose a ball and, you don't have to replay things. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, Stranger Things, Stranger Things Pro. Uh, not a super unique layout, but I, I love the theme. And again, I love the depth of that game. I think, uh, you know, Stern did a really good job of, uh, you know, making that a, a, a very deep game for, you know, the layout it has. Yeah. So is this a fair question? Maybe it's not, but if you had to get rid of Stranger Things Pro or Attack from Mars, which one would you get rid of? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I'd probably get rid of Attack from Mars at this point just because I've played it so much. That's fair. All right. Uh, Turtles. You have a Turtles Pro. Yeah. That's another game uh, could be on the chopping block. Um, I like the game. It's, it's, I love how it, has three ramps um it's not to me a super deep game um Mm -hmm. so i think that's one reason uh it it might be getting the axe but uh it also the modes are a little different there's a lot of uh hurry ups and things like that uh, but, uh, I do like the fact that it has the spinner and the, and the layer shot. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those games where, uh, I have X-Men right next to me as I'm talking to you and, uh, you know, that, that game has, has similar things to it. And I, sure. I think I like X-Men better because of the, again, the depth of it. Yeah, that's fair. I I know. I mean, I'm a huge Turtles fan. Yep. I think it's a loaded pro. It's a it's a theme that I love. But I I get it. I understand. I've heard the same thing from a lot of competitive players that the code, when you're really good, uh, you can kind of blow through it. And and I and I know it seems like there's really kind of only one way right now to really blow it up. Maybe they'll change that. But to me, I mean, I love the options of you can you can hop right into final battle. You can do half shell challenge the co op mode. Yeah, there's two, there's so many different little things. I don't to me that I I love it, but I I it's I don't I don't know I don't it, need to <laughs> defend her. I don't. Well, I no, I, I think it's a great yeah. game if you have multiple yeah. people for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, you can play those team ups. You can play three versus one or two versus oh, one. Oh yeah. 
you know, but uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's some good, a lot of good to it. Don't get me well, wrong. Let's skip ahead in the list then, just because I will say though, if I'm going to play competitive, if I'm going to play cooperatively with somebody, I'm going TNA. TNA is oh yeah my favorite co-op game. So what's, what's your, what's your view on TNA? Uh, it's a, a fun, brutal game. <laughs> yes. That's about all I can say about it. <laughs> I yeah. love the music. Uh, I love, you know, the music Scott Denise did for that game. It it gets, you know, you gets your blood pumping when you're, uh, when you're playing it. That's great. And I, and I, and it's so well done that even non-pinball people enjoy it, enjoy playing that game. Oh yeah. At least it, I've experienced that. I love it, it. It's simple, but fun. And it is, yeah. it's fun to play in a, you know, competitive setting too. Uh, sure. With that game, for sure. All right, so let's keep going. Spider-Man. Spider-Man has kind of a soft spot in my heart. It was the first new inbox pin I ever bought. And uh, I love, uh, Spider-Man's my super favorite superhero. So it uh, just kind of has a little soft spot in my heart but i i love that game uh great yep is that that's the original it's not the vault that is the original yep nice okay um so this is a game of thrones le yep. le not the pro not the you pro went, you like that you like that second second play field huh i do uh initially i didn't but as the code progressed in the game it's, it's gotten a lot better uh, it used to be pretty meaningless to go up there, but now, you know, there's actual points that you can get from getting that castle multi-ball. Um, I wouldn't mind owning a pro, but yeah, I I like the LE. Nice. That, so this reminds me, and do you own any toppers? Do you own any toppers? I do. I have, okay. um, well, from Stern, I have the Avengers topper. Uh, and I have, uh, once they make it, the Led Zeppelin toppler coming. Nice. Um, but I have some, uh, I have a laserific topper for Tron. I, ha I'm not sure who made, I have a topper on X-Men that's, uh, ma I have the Magneto version. So I have a Magneto mm -hmm. topper and then I have, topper. Yeah, and then I have the walking dead topper. That was the oh, first one. Oh, you got the I fish bought. tank. Yep. Nice. Yep. Nice. Well, I I'm thinking of that because I'm looking at my my bracket here, my topper bracket. <laughs> I'm an idiot and filled it out before I listened to the episode, so I filled it out based on what I think is the best topper. Okay. Not and instead of it's supposed to, you're supposed to fill it out with what Zach thinks are the best toppers. And I will tell you the four toppers that I ended with in my finals. Okay. Were Ghostbusters, Black Knight, Sword of Rage, Batman sixty six, the LE topper. Yeah. And then Monster Bash Remake. Those were my final four. That went down to Batman 66 and Black Knight Sword of Rage. And I personally, I had to go Black Knight Sword of Rage. That was my number one best topper. Uh, I don't I, know if you've looked at that bracket yet. but I haven't, but I would agree with that. I think the Black Knight topper is probably, probably the best one ever made. Yeah. Um, I, I do. The, the, yo, go the ahead. Batman 66, though, man, that signal on the wall... And with the the side like the beacon, I yeah. just it's stellar. But there's something about having that guy taunting you is incredible. Yeah, yeah, it, right. it's very well done. 
Well, that's a complete side. I I'm I, I brought that up just to make Zach happy. So I hope Zach, <laughs> <laughs> Zach is listening and enjoying that. Um, let's well let's finish out these modern pins. You've got way too many to, <laughs> to go through all of them. <laughs> but let's go. So you you have a Tron. So why so Tron, some people have said that Tron versus Turtles, very similar layout. Uh, why is what's up with Tron? And you have the the LE, so it's all it's all nice and pretty. Yeah. A uh, big part of its theme, uh, it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a brutal game, not too brutal, because uh, you got that spinning disc in there, some tight shots. Uh, I, I, I enjoy, you know, those three flipper games. Yeah, um, I really like those. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think a big part of Tron is the theme too. Um, beautiful it's in the music yes uh, yeah well you got another three flipper game you got star trek le that's another pretty game it's one of my favorites uh again with it's easy to shoot there's a lot of depth to it uh i like the 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 ship you know you hit it and it rocks and you eventually can uh knock it down and falls down into the play field kind of thing um yeah i i enjoy that game quite a bit yeah see, good flow good I steve ritchie game i have a really hard time with star trek and the reason being is a few years back my my wife's family is a large family and, and they rented this vacation home in north carolina and, you know multi-families were all on vacation in this home well it had a game room and in the game room it had a star trek and uh so my goal at the beginning of the week was, all right, whatever the GC is, I'm beating it. That was my goal. Well, I, the problem was there were issues with the game. <laughs> it was one of the flippers was slightly droopy and you could tell it hadn't been cleaned for, you know, two years or more. <laughs> and there was just, a, I forget exactly what it was, but there were just like, geez, if I just had the keys and I could take the glass off for literally five minutes, I could fix so many things. And it just, oh, it made me so mad. Like, as the week went on, I just, I mean, I'm making excuses, but I never beat the GC. <laughs> I, <could> not, <laughs> I felt like I couldn't play that game based off of the condition it was in. So my overall view of Star Trek is not positive, but I know there's a lot of people. Like, George, don't panic flip is that's one game he misses and wants back, but he wants to get an LE. Um, there's a lot of love for Star Trek out there, for sure. So I, I have a, two funny stories uh, uh about star trek le uh and they're all district 82 stories so um eric for for our leagues at district 82 he made a trophy up uh that basically if you win all your rounds in league which is seven seven rounds um you you win this trophy basically having a perfect round Mm-hmm. Um, and the, probably the, uh, the time before this, I was playing one of my friends on, on Star Trek and I just, we were tied and I just blew him up. I, I, I still have the GC on it. It was like 383 million or something like that at district 82. And I just, just annihilated it. Well, the next league I had I had six perfect games and we were going into the seventh round and lo and behold Star Trek gets picked. So I'm thinking like, oh, this is awesome. I'm gonna win this trophy and 
you know, I'm going to I'm going to play that game just like I did the the week prior. Well, yeah. <laughs> I ended up having the worst game of Star Trek I ever had in my life. Took took last <laughs> place and yeah. uh lo and behold I didn't get the trophy, so Hey, that's pinball, right? I mean, that that's is what... pinball. That's <laughs> pinball. Awesome. Um, well, we'll keep it moving. So Avengers, sure. you have an Avengers LE. You're saying you're playing the heck out of it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's such an awesome game. I know yeah. you don't have yours anymore, but I I don't see that game even ever. Well, maybe this is a tough question then. So if, okay. you, if you can only have one Keith Elwin game, which which one would you keep? Uh, probably Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, that it shoots so there's so many ways to play it. Uh it, there yeah. is. And it just yeah. there's so many variables with the uh with the gems, you mm-hmm. know, placing the gems, moving them around if you have the, the space gem, it's 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 a pretty awesome game. I cannot wait to see that in tournaments. Like I just am so curious of how different how people are cuz I feel like there are so many different viable strategies. And I just really want to see how it's played. After after seeing Carl play it, I have a feeling there are going to be no outlaying posts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no ball saves. It's it's going to be it's going to be made be really tough. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, speaking of brutal, you got Walking Dead Pro. Yes, uh, awesome game. Uh, very brutal game, but but still deep. Um, you know, I, I like the zombie theme. I, I obviously liked watching the walking dead, but, um, obviously they didn't, uh, you know, put the characters in there, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I like the bash toys on it. Um, you don't see that too often anymore on games. Um, yeah. No, it's a great game. I, if, in my opinion, if the art was different, uh, maybe I'd consider like I just the art with little. I have a two and a half year old. I just I sure. can't. I can't. But it's it is an awesome game. Um, that would be. I'd be very curious if they ever vaulted I, that game. And I would think the if art package if they vaulted it and did the comic book art, I think yeah. that game would go gangbusters. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement for sure. Yeah, uh, ACDC Premium premium so you got that lower play field yep yep not much to say about a great game i mean it's it's fast and you know typical steve ritchie type of game Mm -hmm. uh rick and morty so you were obviously whatever the phones opened up and you 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 jumped right in huh you you caught one of them in that four-hour window yep yep well uh yeah i placed an order with a distributor uh, Kingpin Games, and uh, he's our local Wisconsin distributor. And, uh, yeah, he hooked me up with one. And uh, I, you know, talk about unique layout. Uh, that's Rick and Morty. Uh, yeah. And my kids actually got me into the show. And, you know, my kids are teenagers now, so, you know, they can – watch that yeah stuff. they can handle it yeah sure. yeah <laughs> but uh it, it's i i like the game i know some people will knock it because the shots are hard but to me that makes it a little more interesting uh to play it and um 
I, I think it's like any other game. You you get used to the shots after a while. Sure. Once you find them. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, the thing that I love about the game or what I find really intriguing is the dimensions and the fact that the dimensions change how you play during that time. Yes. So I just, that really, I think is a brilliant way to make the game feel different every time you play it. So I, I don't know, Rick and Morty, unfortunately it's uh, it's a pretty pricey game. And so I don't know if I could ever, you know, afford it, but it's, uh, there's a lot there that I, I'm, I'm, I I like watching. Zach, loan this guy. Zach, (laughs) loan this guy. You're Rick and Morty. Come on. Yeah. Well, I don't think he wants to let it go. If you talk to Zach, like Rick and Morty is one of his most played games. He loves that game. Well, he can just loan it to you for a month. Yeah. That's yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah. Yeah. Zach's like, shut up, Tom. (laughs) No, um, I I do like. No, he turned off. You said Kingpin Games, so he already turned the. Yeah, the probably. <laughs> yeah. That son of a. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, right. I I do like the dimensions, and I do like how once you get in those dimensions, you you get the mega seeds, and then mm-hmm. uh, that that is all your bonus then. Uh, yeah. So whatever score you have on that ball, and how many mega seeds you have, you can get a huge bonus, which is really cool and different sure and then we talked a little bit about metallica and we've talked a little bit about tna so we'll just wrap up with the with your last modern game here which is wonka okay you have a wonka standard that is that uh, is that your own no you have guns and roses i was gonna say is that your only jjp but no you have guns and roses yep uh yeah i like wonka a lot uh i think it it gets a bad rap for whatever reason um, but, uh, I, I like, I really like the game. I think it flows really good. And, uh, I personally like the rules of it. Um, but, uh, I, it is extremely hard to get the Wonka tickets. I think I've got the most I've gotten is three. Oh, wow. Um, uh, but, uh, no, I I thoroughly enjoy it. Good. That's great. So I'll just run through these. So, I mean, that's half his collection. He's got Frontier, uh, Indiana Jones, Ram Stoker's Dracula, Attack from Mars, Medieval Madness, Fishtail, Shadow, Jackpot, Twilight Zone, Adam's Family, Indianapolis 500, Creatures from the Back Lagoon, Harlem Globetrotters, High Hand, Paragon, World Cup Soccer, Drunger Lord, Whitewater, and Aerosmith. So you've really uh, <laughs> you've got I, a lot. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but you know, that's that's an awesome collection. Thanks. Um, and that's uh man, it's I don't know if you can get bored. So many different games, so many different types of games. Um, so that's fantastic. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, is there you've been at this a little while now? Is there anything like I I don't know. I mean, I feel like I could pick your mind for way longer, but it's uh like with your collection is have you found like what is it are there certain things that really draw you in games that you really realize i mean you you said depth you said keith elwin but i mean at this point are you just looking for variety or is there something you're trying to get more of or pursue more yeah i would say variety um i wouldn't mind owning a game plan game like uh cyclops or cyclopes or however you want to say it um uh uh flash gordon's kind of been on my list so older games you want to grow well, that 
Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, obviously, I want to see what's coming out from from you know some of the from Stern and JJP in the future. Um, I always want to keep that in mind because I, I, I mean, honestly, I think. I think in the last year or two, we've seen some really good games coming out. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, uh, yeah, the modern games. At the end of the day, and I think that's tough because this this hobby's growing, and people are like, "Hey, I want to get in. What's a good game?" And there's so many good classic games. There's so many fun and enjoyable classic games. But now, a lot of these classic games, the price of them is the same price as a modern Stern or even approaching JJP or something like that, and. I just personally, at the end of the day, you get so much game now. These modern games, there's so much to do and so much there that, um, I don't know. If somebody was getting new in the hobby, in my opinion, that's what I'd be pushing them towards is get one that's new, get one that's totally working, you know, brand new out of the box kind of thing. Or Yeah, I mean, I would I would certainly tell somebody to get get a theme you like because yeah. you want to you wanna play something you're going to enjoy. Yeah, so that wasn't Munsters for you, is what it sounds like. No, I, <laughs> I mean, I liked the show, but I, I just, I didn't think I could relate to it in a pinball machine. I guess. Yeah, that's fair. It's yeah. a beautiful game, though, man. That that is. game. And I've One I've thing... played it a bunch of times, and yeah. it shoots really nice. I um, love the non-chromed ramps. I just think that's so cool. I don't know yeah. why. But uh, whatever. <laughs> it's, I don't, there's no reason that's that should be a highlight. But I heard that in a podcast that they didn't plate them because okay. it made it look old, and I loved it. I yeah. loved see that. I never yeah. even knew that. Yeah, look at the wire forms next time you play monsters, and you'll see the welds. You'll see they're not plated. It's okay. meant to look older. I love it. But yeah. um, all right. Well, I think that's. I mean. Yeah, you've got you've got a lot that we could really dive into here. And um, I know you had mentioned in, in Discord that that you had the tournament coming up. And yep. and uh, I wanted to highlight that just because I'm I want people to get back into the hobby and love that and enjoy that. And uh, I love what you're doing at District 82. And I, I really enjoy what you're doing with Fox City Pinballs with what you're streaming and the content you're providing us there. And it seems like every time you stream, you're playing a different game. So what an incredible collection. Um, and uh, yeah, I bet I bet we could probably talk <laughs> an hour on every single one of your games. Yeah, but uh I won't I won't stick the listeners <laughs> with that. But uh I think it's cool. I mean everybody's collection, it's you know, what is it about it that keeps pulling you back or why do you still have it? And uh yeah, you've got an awesome collection. So uh yeah, thanks for thanks. um thanks for talking to me about it all. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me on. I'm I'm really looking forward to doing more streaming honestly. Awesome. Well, good. Is there anything else you want to plug or talk about? You're welcome to it. Yeah, no, just, uh, you know, my, my channel's Fox City's Pinball. And uh, those tournaments we were talking about are uh, the pin, the uh, Pinskins is going to be April 16th and the uh, Great Lakes Pinball Open is going to be April 17th. So check it out. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks a bunch for being on. And uh, yeah, to everybody listening, my name is Joel. This is Just Another Pinball Podcast. If there's anything I can do for you, feel free to email me at justanotherpinball at gmail.com. I know I stream every Wednesday night, uh, 10 Eastern time until midnight or a little later. I am I started streaming for Flipping Out Pinball. I've been doing every other Thursday 
So not this Thursday, but next Thursday I'll be streaming for them. And Tom, what what are what are your streaming times typically? Do you have anything set in stone there? I don't, but typically I do Saturdays. So usually awesome. a Saturday night I'm on. Cool. Well, yeah, just make sure you follow Tom because yeah, he's got some great stuff. And thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks again, Tom, for being here. Oh, and, thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, and everybody else. Hopefully, you'll uh, hear from me real soon. Thanks. Bye.